When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. darkest corners of the internet, a nameless, formless entity has been growing. No one dares question where it was created or what it wants, but those who have been entranced by its musings chant its blood-curdling name in unison. Find Horror Movie Night on your favorite podcasting app or at hmnpodcast.com. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. All right, Matt, we are talking about arguably one of the most controversial parodies in the Weird Al catalog, and we really thought that there would be nobody who wanted to discuss this song. You texted me and said, I've got someone. Yeah. And I said, are they coming to make fun of it with us? And you said, no, they actually really love <laughs> the song. At least not out the gate, they're not. So, I don't know who's going to convince right. who here, which is yeah. what's, I'm so, so excited. Uh, my friend Levi Wilson is here. Uh, Levi, Hello. Um, producer, actor, director, writer, all these things, mm-hmm. yes? Yes, yeah. I like to add, uh, in my Twitter profile, I also like to add middling musician. Middling well. musician, I was going to say. <laughs> yes, also some music in there, without exactly. a doubt. Striving for the middle. Uh, so <laughs> so we'll start with, with a quick, uh, you know, the, the Wikipedia factoid about uh, girls just want to have lunch. At the time of recording, Al was comfortable releasing Dare to be Stupid as a 10-track album, exactly how it was. However, Scotty Brothers insisted that he must include a parody of any Cyndi Lauper song. Yankovic complained, but then eventually decided complied, to Complied, I think is probably the word. That's eh, I'm sure. Complied. He complained there, and complied. complied and complied. There's like a double version. You <laughs> can combine those into a single word. Yeah, yeah. There you go. He, he complied and produced Girls Just Want to Have Lunch. However, because he was effectively forced to make the parody, Yankovic has cited Girls Just Want to Have Lunch as his least favorite song and ultimately left it off of the Food Album compilation because of this. Oh, wow. And I got to say, when I was listening to it today, you can almost hear the annoyance in the vocal track throughout the song. You know, I listened to it again this morning and I was like, I was like, oh, wow, you you kind of like with that information in my head now, because I didn't know that 
previously. And then Matt told me like uh, earlier this week, he was like, you know, that's his, that's the one that he didn't want to do. And I was like, really? Yeah. So, you know, listening to it again, and I definitely was like, oh yeah. Yeah. You can practically I hear the really... gun against his temple in that <laughs> he's, well, he's well, kind of growling a little bit yeah. in the, you know, in he's, the he's, verses. N- he's never done a vocal like this, I don't think. Like it's and I didn't know this about the track either until funny enough, when I was doing my like marathon live stream bass playthrough, someone dropped this in the chat while I was playing the song. And that was how I learned this fact about this track. Um, I think it might have been MC Lars actually who did that in the chat. Um, I believe um, that. I had no I, idea. Uh, but then, yeah, once you know that. So for any listeners who are not aware of this, uh, if listening to the way he sings it, because generally speaking, Al really does try to do. I mean, he doesn't necessarily he he changes his voice more for some songs than others. But usually he does pretty straight vocal. You know, he doesn't like this is so over the top and like this, he's a cartoon character singing this song. This almost feels like to a certain extent, like. That Scotty Brothers was like, you need to do a Cindy Lauper song because we want to release it as a single. And he was like, I am going to make sure that this is the most unmarketable <laughs> single that so that you can't release it. Yeah, so that I you, dare you to make this a single. So you have to put out, I want a new duck instead. <laughs> like, <laughs> dare to be marketable. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. It feels um, like, to a certain extent, this feels like a parody of a Weird Al parody. Like, like if you were watching like... Futurama and they were talking about a Weird Al song and they had to make up a fake one for the sake of the show it would be like girls just want to have lunch like it's, I was just gonna say it's almost like self parody it's yeah. almost like he's making fun of himself a little bit in this but also you know it's funny when we going back to his early records and we talked about like how much punk rock energy exists in Al oh, in, in moments throughout his career like this song if you listen to this as him delivering it as a middle finger to his label, <laughs> giving them what they wanted while also like making it clear that he did not want to do it. I, I it's really, it tracks for me very well that, uh, I, I don't I know. Think I, there's buy a term it for, for it. Hmm. I think there's a term for it called malicious compliance, malicious compliance. You, That's you it. Comply in a way that is the most exacting way that you possibly can. <laughs> it, that, that makes it almost like detrimental, you know, Exactly. He should but have so just that's named the track because, that. <laughs> uh, uh, but, th- th- but see, that's what's funny now, because this is weird. Like, this has gone kind of since I learned that fact a couple years ago about this song. I feel like it's almost spun back around on itself now because the level of malicious compliance in this song makes me like it more. I, because exactly. when I hear it through that lens now, now I'm like, oh, wow, I love the fact that he, like, did this in this way. That's got such great, I don't know, something about that vibe attached no, to the I, song now. I'm really on board again for I I agree. I before I sat down to re-listen to it today, I was firmly prepared for this to be at the bottom of my parodies <laughs> list. And I'm not saying that it's skyrocketing to the top. I'm not putting this above like Yoda here, but <laughs> but I did I did walk away from it thinking, all right, I kind of think I like this more. Then at least two or three other songs that we've yeah. come really hard on. Well, I, well, well, and also, wait, so that was easy. I've already like yeah. convinced you guys. Without, we just well, started. To be honest, I'm so glad that you. I, again, I think we said like so glad that you wanted to pick this this song because I pitched you. I'm like, uh, we, this is what we have left uh, right. to talk about on Dare to Be Stupid, and this was the first song you mentioned. I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. I'm so <laughs> glad to have another perspective on it because, uh, yeah, that alone, that alone was a. Uh, you know, made me think twice. Um, well, I mean, we're talking about like 40 years of me thinking of this song, yeah. you know, as, as just this crazy song. And I, you know, and the, and I watched 
I watched the movie Girls Just Want to Have Fun yeah. <laughs> as, as part of the prep for this. And I then, think you, you might know, be only one of the three of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were about to say something else that I watched, but we'll get into it because I watched something okay. ridiculous this morning. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, you know, you got to listen to the Cindy Lauper song as a contrast. And of course. Like that. And, that I did. And, that I did. And like, well, of course. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's it's interesting because, you know, I listened to the Cindy Lauper song again this morning. And I was like, you know, the Cindy Lauper song is is pretty ridiculous in its own right. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, you know, it's got the little you know part where Weird Al does like the arm, you know, the armpit parts, the hand of parts. It. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right, We're going to exactly. talk about how like on the first record of his or very early on, those hand farts are on like every single song, and then they right. they fall, they go by the wayside pretty quickly, but they are back for girls <laughs> just want to have lunch. Yeah, with a and very impressive performance of the Hanfards basically playing a dueling solo with the like digital xylophone, which is also in the original. That is a, the weirdest choice in Girls Just Want to Have Fun. That the <laughs> solo section is that bizarre, like super staccato, like that. Like who did like yeah. that makes well, no sense to me. We have to yeah. we have to focus on that a little bit because I'm pretty sure this is. In the entire however many year career of Al, this is his only anything with Cindy Lauper. So, you know, as always, when we know it's the last time that we'll be talking about that artist, we do at some point have to get into our thoughts on Cindy Lauper as well. We do. But but continue where you were at, Levi. We're comparing the songs. You you heard the hand farts. Also just the chewing in the background. Like, yeah, the chewing. <laughs> the and chewing stuff sound effects, and, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I mean, just you know. I want to, I almost want to go into the, like the, almost like the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like not the, like the social aspect of it, because like the Cindy Lauper version, obviously, you know, girls just want to have fun, but it's really just about like, you know, feminine liberation. Yes. You know, like, yeah, I got to go to work, but man, when I'm not at work, this is my time. Yeah. Right? And, you know, challenging the authority of the father and the patriarchy and all that stuff. It's in that song. Right. Yeah. And then girls just want to have lunch. It's. <laughs> It's so like, it's so absurd the way he approaches it because it's, in, in a lot of ways, it's almost, it almost has a similar tone to it because it's just about women being free to eat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. At a time when, you know, you couldn't be overweight and, you know, we didn't have that image of like, like, you know, like a, a fat girl was socially ostracized and here he is making a song, even though it's a, like, it's almost more punk rock in that it's like a fuck you to the label so i'm gonna uh, make this m- maliciously as possible but at the same time it's like another song where like women can just do the thing that they want to do like i you know like is there any woman that that we know who who just doesn't who is, enjoys food everyone enjoys of course well, I, yeah but i think like, the- from a social level especially in the 80s you know they're kind of you know you got to eat salad and stuff and like you, you have like heroin sheet coming out with yeah. like hate moss and you know, you're just coming out of, uh, of Twiggy, you know, in the 70s. So, you know, the the body image stuff yeah. is is really kind of in there. That's a that's a really great take on it, Levi, because we, we were, you know, Al's obviously Al does a lot of food songs and we yeah. have not talked about Fat yet, which is one of obviously his biggest tracks that he himself, I believe, has stopped doing because he was concerned about people taking it the wrong way yeah, and that right. it was too it was that it was too mean. Now. Yeah, and I and I will get to that actually 
sooner rather than later. Yeah, pretty we're soon. Only but, about an album and a half away. But, but I've but always I, considered it a, a pride of. I was like, exactly. It's bragging about exactly. how I proud feel like he all is. Of these of, songs, <laughs> all of these songs have that energy to it, where it's not. You're not. He's not. It never felt to me that he was making fun of these people. It was more like the the people who are fat or eating or whatever in these songs always seem very happy to do it. And they're just like living their best life. And they're like, I don't care what you think of me because this is what I'm I'm about. Well, and this song, had, there's a key lyric in this song that I feel like separates it from being like women always be eaten is <laughs> is the line like. Don't ask them to dinner or breakfast or brunch because girls they just want to have lunch. They like, want to have lunch. Like yeah. it's like that. Yeah. That like draws that absurd line in the sin specifically. Yeah. Um, the mm-hmm. other line that I that I think is probably one of the funniest lines in any of his parodies actually is. I know what it is. She eats like she's got a hole in the neck, and I'm the one that always gets stuck with the check. That is a great, great line. I was going to say, considering how much like you could make the argument that a lot of this does feel sort of quick and throwaway for him, like that is a really funny lyric. Oh, that my is, God. That is a great, great, great line. Yeah. It's but no, perfect. I, yeah, it's, I, it's perfect I can't line. not laugh my ass. No, it's, it's fantastic. But I, I just, yeah, no, I love that takeaway because you're right, Levi. I did not think of it through that lens, but it, it does. The, the sentiment of the track is actually still kind of unchanged. And despite wonder, the subject matter being sillier, but it's the same general idea. And I wonder if that's another reason why he kind of begrudgingly did the song. Because all things considered, when you look at a lot of the stuff that Al parodies, he really, I don't, I don't think he would actively try to do a funny version of a song that he saw as like a positive thing, like a feminist song, like you said. Like I think that that right, yeah. is a big reason why he probably was like very begrudgingly wanting to do a Cindy Lauper parody is it's like this woman's out here doing something really important and it would be mm-hmm. absurd for me to like to mock and make fun of her. Yeah, yeah, it's the same reason why like he would maybe do like a virgin, but I don't think he would have touched like a prayer. You know what I mean? Like right, it's right. like there's there right. is this like fine line in the sand. I decided that I was going to just listen to the song on YouTube and I typed in girls just want to have lunch and the top result said girls just want to have lunch music video and it was very clear to me that this was a homemade music video because i know that there's not a music video for this so i said you know what let's watch it great (laughs) so so i watched this video it is a very strange homemade music video filmed by two uh looks like teenagers maybe early 20s guys in drag just eating a ton of food uh, for some reason, <laughs> one of them keeps wearing a leather face mask while in his oh, dress. God. Uh, there is one particularly hilarious shot that I'm so glad is in this music video because <laughs> the one is wearing a dress while riding a bicycle and it's a wide shot because the dress gets caught in the spokes of the bicycle and he fucking eats shit. He goes <laughs> flying off this bike when it crashes. Highlight of the video. And then for some reason... It ends with the guy dressed as Leatherface chasing another guy with an axe, and then it just fades to black, and they oh, have God. some closing credits. So you can see all the, the four geniuses that worked on the video, uh, and that's set to the theme of Dude Looks Like a Lady by Aerosmith. And that is the only... <laughs> Jesus Christ. That is the only known music video for girls just want to have lunch. Uh, I can't say that I recommend it, but as... <laughs> But as someone who was doing video editing as a kid, they nailed the lip sync, I must say, which is not easy to do in video editing. And when I was when I was their age, 
and I was in high school taking a video class and we had to make a music video. The teacher was like, I highly recommend that you don't try to lip sync because I will strike off points if the sync Ooh. is not perfect. So it is in your best interest to really just write a strong narrative for your music video. <laughs> um, and a few kids did try, and man, did they fail. It is it is very hard to nail that lip sync perfectly in a video, but they did. So I only know one person who can who can nail a lip sync, which is just my wife. <laughs> it, it's it's a lot it's harder tough. than it looks. People who are yeah. listening, it's a lot oh, harder man. than it looks. I mean, if you go back to early music videos, you can really see it because at that point. People had no idea. Well, and then they had videos to... from the '80s and early '90s are like it's a mess. When yeah. and it's like part of the art is just like over exaggeration of singing in those videos, so that like yeah. it's like the same thing as like animating a cartoon character where it's just like well, as long as the mouth is just like opening and closing, it's like people will just be right. like that makes sense, I guess. Because <laughs> yeah. they don't, you know, they don't have that sense of the uncanny valley. It's just <laughs> it's just like a weird head that's a facsimile of like a person, and then yeah. you know your brain just kind of fills in the gaps. But the second the second you see a human voice, it's like you know, mouth making sounds, <laughs> right. And it, even just a fraction of a second off, you're like, ooh, what's going on here? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, also, I think especially when you're like analyzing it and you're like, oh, I'm in a video, so I want to look cool singing this song. Yeah. Oh, And right, then like right. you are too self-conscious about how your face looks. Like if you're singing in a vocal booth, you are paying no attention to what your face looks like as you're singing the song. And a lot of singers make some insane faces to get right. the notes out the way that they have to. Look, I'm going to shamelessly plug something that I created uh, over yeah, a year it. ago now. But um, I sat down one day and I watched every single music video that aired on the very first day of MTV so that I could make wow. a definitive top 10 list of the 10 strangest videos that aired on that first day. And uh, I don't recommend doing what I did because that's like 127 <laughs> videos or something you have to watch. But, oh, but I'm doing it. I do recommend wow. checking out my music, my my YouTube video uh, <laughs> over on Geekscape TV uh, because man, there the four are long reaction videos. Yeah, <laughs> there are some really insane ones. Uh, specifically, Robert Palmer had some of the strangest videos I've ever seen. Oh, I specifically, love a song Palmer. "Looking for Clues." Is Looking a very for clues. You know, we have a Robert a Palmer video. episode is approaching for us. We're, we're going to yeah. do uh, addicted to spuds. Yeah, but, we'll talk. Uh, we'll get uh, into we Robert. Palmer. Talk about Robert Palmer. God, I love that song. Is amazing. In advance of addicted <laughs> to spuds, everyone, stop what you're doing. Stop this podcast and listen to Looking for Clues by Robert Palmer. But it's if you're going to so so good, if you're going to do that, just watch the music video because it is. Oh, it's amazing. It is both the most literal interpretation of that song and also the least literal interpretation of anything I've ever seen. I can't seen. believe you just mentioned that track, yeah. Matt. That is because that's a pretty obscure yeah, song for him. He's looking. He's got a micro. He's got a giant telescope looking for clues in the video. He, uh. There's a scene where he dances on a giant xylophone during the xylophone solo. Like yeah. it is. It is a wild song. But um, Again, this song with a xylophone solo. What was up with the '80s with xylophone solos? They love the xylophone, man. But but never a real xylophone. It's like a, a terrible keyboard sound. I don't get it. <laughs> we need a xylophone. Like were, well, we need an eighties xylophone like, expert on the show to talk about what's going on in music that people were so drawn to this. Maybe they were like, like you know what? We're tired of the saxophone solos, but we don't want to go right to the guitar because we have a bunch of guitars. Yeah, yeah. We've already done guitar solos. The saxophone solo thing's a little bit beat. I think the wave of the future is going to be these digital xylophone solos. Right, digital. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's where music's headed there. now. 
<laughs> Look, just throw out, say anything. Like, there's no bad answers. No bad ideas. No. <laughs> Xylophones. Oh, my God. Done. Done. Promotion. <laughs> Seconded. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just like playing around with their Casio keyboard, being like, what other sound effects are in this? Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... I do want to talk a little bit about Cindy Lauper because yes, I love Cindy Lauper and specifically the album she's so unusual that girls just want to have fun comes off of is honestly a flawless record. It is just nine perfect songs. Well, I was going to gonna say I think that this parody um, is helped a lot by the fact that this is just a great, great song. Yeah, you know, like this is like I mean, in the world of like. I mean, I, I would say I think that girls just want to have fun is certainly up there in the world of like really like a flawless pop production. Yeah. Um, and a song that has been around for a very long time and you still hear all the time. We've talked a lot. Again, I, this is funny because this was not Al's choice. Yeah. But generally speaking, Al has an incredible ear for doing parodies of songs that ultimately stood the test of time. And this certainly has. Um, so, yeah. So even when it's like even over the all the over the top ridiculous sort of like uh rolling of the eyes moments in this track are aided by the fact that it's just such a great melody and instrumental and like i don't know that that goes a long way yeah and Cindy Lauper herself is just such a deceivingly great vocalist like i think that yeah. if you just listen to this song you wouldn't realize it but it's like she even put out a record of all jazz standards that is unbelievable um, called Cindy Lauper at last, where it's just her doing like at last by Etta James. She does uh, La Vie en Rose. Like it's just her and a piano, just crushing these jazz standards. And she's got the voice to do it. But in the eighties, she you know she put on the Goonies are good enough voice. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> another another interesting <laughs> another thing. Another amazing song. Another yeah. interesting thing about girls just want to have fun. I thought so. Cindy Lauper is a writer, and she wrote a lot of her own songs but she did not write this song this song was written by a guy named robert hazard who funny enough there's not a whole lot of information about him he was in his own band robert hazard and the heroes who had <laughs> no success whatsoever basically this song is the only thing on this guy's resume yeah which is amazing to me yeah. that this it's guy managed to like in a way, I don't know if this is true. This is just the story in my head. But I love the idea of this guy was like toiling away. Like, I just want to make it as a songwriter. I got to get some song out there. He wrote this song, somehow got it to Cindy Lauper. She recorded it. It's a mega hit. And he was like, I'm done. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm just, out, guys. I, I did he just walked away. <laughs> I, I love slash kind of hate <laughs> the fact that there are like, there are so many like, 80s women empowerment anthems that were written by a dude because I yeah. I'm pretty sure the waitresses I know what boys like was also written by the one of the male members of one the of the band, male members of the band I think like... it was yeah I will say just and again to give credit yeah. to Cindy Lauper Cindy Lauper did write time after time which ugh, which is I mean, I mean like it, a superior so it's song not, it is it, a superior song I, I in think every way. I think it probably <laughs> is but but it's one of those funny things like I actually kind of admire that as well I like someone who is like a writer but also. Madonna does this too, like a, a writer who can write their own song. But then if a great song is presented to them, they're like, well, I'll sing this too. That's like, I just want to yeah. record great songs. Yeah, it's um, like the opposite it's, of the Van Halen issue where like yeah. <laughs> Sammy Hagar wouldn't sing anything that 
exactly that David exactly. Lee Roth wrote and David Lee Roth wouldn't sing anything that Sammy wrote like there's something about that that <laughs> has so little there's no ego attached to it in a way that I admire yeah. I, I think that's just about like let's just make a great just about making great art exactly yeah. exactly yeah. and we'll collaborate and with whoever we have to arts. recognizing exactly. great art and then right. being like what do we have to do let's get whoever we need involved to make this a great thing um there's something about that that I I do really really admire but i just love the idea of this robert hazard guy trying and trying and trying and then doing this and like and then uh just retiring just living that about a boy life now just Just, yeah (laughs) he's just like in his like this is my girls just want to have fun house (laughs) and this is where where i spend all my time and uh, i'm just going to enjoy my ducks in the backyard and that's it i don't know if any of that's true but that's how i like to think of it he died does he want a new duck oh god yes (laughs) (laughs) yes in the darkest corners of the internet a nameless formless entity has been growing no one dares question where it was created or what it wants but those who have been entranced by its musings chant its blood-curdling name in unison. Horror Find Horror Movie Night on your favorite podcasting app or at hmnpodcast.com. We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. All right, so we ready to do some rankings here? <laughs> All right, Matt. I'm I'm really curious about about your ranking on this one because I, you, for the listeners, Matt and I were texting about this song. He was really, really adamant that this was not only going to be the bottom, but maybe the uh, a long, long time <laughs> at the bottom. Yeah. So originally, I was positive this was going to sit at the bottom. I'm actually mm-hmm. moving it up three slots higher than I Look intended. At that. Yeah, I'm putting it Yo. between three slots. Three, three slots. slots. <laughs> I'm putting it between another one rides the bus and stop dragging my car around. I think that <laughs> I think that that is right in that spot because you're right. There, there is something charming. A, there's something charming about the punk rock nature of just going out of your way to make almost an unlistenable. <laughs> song um but also well just still that getting whole, some good lines in there yeah th- i was gonna say that hole in the neck line is funnier than any lyric that is in stop dragging my car around i want a new duck in the brady bunch well, <laughs> like, it, it, it could also be that since he had that like fuck it attitude he was just like well i'm just gonna do the craziest like you know it gives <laughs> it gave him a sense of like i don't have to worry about what yeah, i'm how exactly. i'm writing this or what i'm writing you yeah know? exactly so, you know gave him the freedom to just like throw out the most amazing lines but but i also think that it's i I think it's a good home right there next to another one rides the bus because i think they both have a very similar obnoxious vocal delivery you know Um, what i had forgotten about that you're right he does sing another one rides the bus in a similar way to this um so but that was live on dr demento when he was a child so we we could you know we could like 17 basically yeah. yeah, yeah 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 Um, and he had the accordion with him. It was pretty much just accordion. Exactly, and, exactly. And John just and it, banging on a on a 
random right. table. I think I don't a, a even suitcase. think it was the I think he's hitting a suitcase yeah. behind him. Like, oh yeah, the accordion case is what he's hitting. Yeah, right. that's right. That's right. Um, well, I'm gonna. Oh, it's gonna be so hilarious if now I put it lower than you did. Weird <laughs> Al's a hard thing to rank yeah. because, like, I feel like on some level, like, I love every song equally. You know what yeah. I mean? And because they're all, I don't know. There's just something about like what he does and how much love he puts into every song, and you know, uh, the fact that almost every song is out there in pop culture on some level. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's yeah. not it's not like he's just it's, picking out some obscure song from some B side from like New Order or something like that that no one's heard before except for like, you know, deep dive fans. Mm-hmm. It's like he's doing songs that are like that everyone will recognize and everyone agrees to some extent is like a good song or a listenable song. And then any leftovers he's throwing on a polka, you know, like it's <laughs> Yeah, just, well I I can't speak for both of us, but I know for me, I have I think I have more trouble ranking the parodies than I do the originals because yeah. there's so much extra attachment and history to the parodies. Yeah. Whereas I can yeah. go into the originals and just as a lover of music, just say definitively like this is good or this is bad. <laughs> and these <laughs> yeah. are the reasons why. And, well, cause we can't look at it in a total vacuum, right? Like you yeah. have to consider the original song and you have right, to consider right. what's better. Like it's, it's both the quality of the song he chose to parody and the work he did in changing it are all a factor. Yeah. Um, okay. So I don't want to derail you, Matt, cause I know oh, you're, no, 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 you're, you're ranking. No, he's stolen. He's stolen. He needs- <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, please derail while I consider. Now I'm curious what, what the number one or like what a ranking like, wh- wh- okay. So, and I don't know if you've done this song yet, but what's your number one of his originals? So at, at this so time, ours syncs up pretty much for our top two as dare to be stupid and nature trail to hell are our oh, top twos at this point in dare to be stupid okay. release. Now, there is oh, and Dare to be Stupid. Okay. there's like yeah. 10 other albums that we have to work our way through right. to like have that definitive final list. I know that I have gone on the record prior to us doing this podcast that I think his best original song is Everything You Know Is Wrong off of Bad That's Hair Day. Um, yeah. But again, the the... I never would have thought that like a surgeon would be in my top three, like right. for parodies like this. This show has really made me see a lot of songs in in different lenses. So and because we're looking at them all in chronological order, it's yeah, changing right. the dynamic. Like we're not just picking our favorites and talking about them in order of in a random order that we've chosen. We're going chronologically, which is. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Which is which again is for a little bit of a wizard behind the curtain for the listeners. There was this long discussion between Matt and myself where it was like if we have a really good guest who wants to talk about a song from a later album, do we make an exception? And I'm kind of glad that we ultimately decided no, because yeah. I think having to having to hit each one of these songs in the order that they are presented to the listener throughout this entire career really is allowing us an amazing way to track the growth, like the growth that you just see over three years and three albums. The growth is unbelievable from him as a musician already. Yeah, it really is. (laughs) It's, it's funny because, okay. So from, from dare to be stupid, I would say one more minute. That's one one more minute is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then for his entire like milieu, (laughs) <laughs> I would put I would put Albuquerque. Up there. I mean, Albuquerque's. There's no way that's not in both of our top tens. I feel we have like. a. That's, we already. We're probably not 
because we're moving chronologically, I don't think we're recording. Right, right. We're not recording it. Albuquerque yeah. for like conservatively one to two years. And yeah. we already have the number of people who have already asked to talk about Albuquerque. Well, I'm sure. It, it might be an Albuquerque wild. month. Like we've talked about having to literally do that song in individual sections with different <laughs> guests for each section I mean, it's of like the a song. half hour long. Yeah. I was like, the song is so long and it's so dense. Uh, yeah. to get through even just even if we're only talking about the story of Albuquerque that's like mm-hmm. a, a, a saga of yeah, itself we we legitimately may I'll, I'll have to as we get closer we to running to with scissors yeah, yeah when we get closer <laughs> to that I'm gonna have to sit down and really break <laughs> break that song into the individual pieces that it is and then <laughs> reach out to every one of the guests to be like the only way we can do Albuquerque is like this yeah do you have <laughs> But Al- I mean, yeah. But <laughs> like, Albuquerque is exactly. a that's a very very special track. There's no oh, getting man. around oh, yeah. that. There's no getting around that. Uh, well, okay. if you had had me back to do the part to do the uh, to giant ball of rubber bands, I'll, I'll talk about that one. There you go. <laughs> this is it. This is perfect. We're, we're adding you to the list. <laughs> um, okay, I'm I am finally ready to do this. Uh, and uh, I the the real thing that's been tripping me up here is is Brady Bunch. Uh, I am putting this below Brady Bunch okay. and above Stop Dragging My Car Around. And I, I'm not, that was a very, very difficult decision for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope everyone feels really bad for me yeah, that I just every, had to do that. And everybody, and everybody knows my opinion on Brady Bunch, so we don't uh, to It's Matt's it, but... least favorite Al uh, parody, at least as of this moment, Brady Bunch. At, at this moment. Now, Levi... Yeah. You don't get left out in the rain on the uh, the rankings here. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. you you get to go. We have all of the guest rankings of every episode someone has guested on, and they oh, have yeah. been okay. able to do two things. You get to a place this song wherever you think it should be on these rankings, and then b if you think that there is an egregious mistake. You can rearrange one song on the okay. chart. And um, I love no. that we're going to do this because you tipped your hand a little bit just a minute yeah. ago uh, in a in a <laughs> wonderful way. In Go a wonderful ahead, way. I, I kind of want to put it above Nature Trail to Hell. I, I feel like I like this song more that's, than other people do. That's totally fair. No, no, this is what I love about the guest <laughs> rankings. That's great. Look, so we're I just that... like whenever a guest doesn't put their thing straight to the top, that <laughs> there's a humbleness. Yeah, last week John put Slime Creatures like right at the bottom, even though it was his pick, and I was like, I gotta respect that. I really respect that kind of that level of honesty. <laughs> now, is there? Well, any... he's he's the kind of guy who like hate watches cats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hey, I don't blame him. That oh, is yeah. a that is a trashy masterpiece. Is there oh, anything? I've seen it like eleven times. <laughs> is there <laughs> any? Is there anything you want to move around? Round on that list that you think is too low or too high for its own good. Oh yeah, I feel like slime creatures is it should be higher. Yeah, raise slime yeah. creatures. I love it. I want. I would like slime creatures to be uh, right below eat it. Ooh, that's, I think that, that, is, that is a good spot. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoy like, that you know, too. It's, yeah, it's not obviously it's not better than eat it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it's great. I just feel yeah. But as like a sci-fi guy, it's like I can't not you know, tip my hat to it a little bit. I, I agree. The only thing I don't like is I am very upset for I lost on Jeopardy would be so low on this list. But otherwise <laughs> I kind of agree, but I don't know where else to put it. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Valid. The list itself is too solid. I feel very I mean? confident. We're going to get a guest on this show at some point. Who's going to just th- 
move that back up towards the top again. Bump that that song is very is 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 beloved by so many. <laughs> well, <laughs> Levi, before we completely sign off, is there anything you want to promote? Tell people where they can check out the stuff that you're working on or or anything else. We just finished uh, a short film that's uh, called uh, Luke and Emma and a gas station on Franklin Avenue. And it's a semi-autobiographical autobiographical tale that uh, that's, uh, takes place in 1986 in a small town in the Midwest. And we are currently putting together the post-production uh, crowdfunding campaign on Seed and Spark. So, you know, if you guys want to, like, uh, uh, look it up and, you know, I don't think that the campaign is going to be popping up for uh, a couple more weeks anyway. So maybe there's a little bit of time and we can make it like a six-week campaign. And then once this pops up, you know... <laughs> We can do the last minute hustle of just like, hey, we we just need this much money to to green light this whole thing. Um, but, uh, you know, head to Seed and Spark and look that up. And, uh, uh, you know, it's a it's a, a, a project that's near and dear to my heart that we're that I made as a, a proof of concept to hopefully make into a feature film. So, you know, we got a lot of great people working on it. I found a lot of new, like very young talented uh two 11 year olds who play uh a version of myself and another girl from uh my hometown which is that they're ah, they're so amazing they're beautiful kids oh and i just wanted to mention because the only reason i'm on this is because i tweeted about dare to be stupid yes or on facebook or whatever <laughs> that was the first album that i bought when i was like you know 10 or 11 years old and and uh my one of the uh, my, my what are my dream outcomes for this? <laughs> Not outcomes, but just in general. Like what I would love to have in the feature film is I do want to put a lot of '80s songs, and one of the first things that I wanted to put in there was definitely a Weird Al song, um, and that would be incredible. But you know, that's that's going to take a lot of footwork, man. Yeah, listen, well, you're in the right place to try to make that happen. You're talking, <laughs> you're talking to two guys who <laughs> low key when starting this podcast was like, do you think that we could one day meet Weird Al because we can get we can get him on this to talk about some song. <laughs> Maybe Al wants to talk about Albuquerque. Yeah, maybe. Oh, oh my, my God, God. Yeah. we gotta bump. We gotta bump everyone. Exactly. We would literally. I would. Li- I would literally love to have Al come on, and just have to answer for our lowest ranking songs. Be like, can you explain? <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of like uh, torture. Yeah, it's Al's like, like be like, so tell me exactly what you hate so much about Brady Bunch, Matt. <laughs> a song I worked very hard on. No, the answer is no, he didn't, because half the lyrics are just the already written words of the Brady Bunch. Theme yeah, there you song. go. That's what you're going to say to him. That's what you're going to say to him. Like, why didn't you work harder on that one? Yeah. Exactly. That's what, that's my question. What were you doing? Uh, Mr. Mr. Yankovic, when we talked about I Want a New Duck, we read some fact that you were studying up on ducks for weeks. What happened to all that information? You because spent weeks nowhere- studying about ducks and only landed on saying they have webbed feet. <laughs> that is not impressive. <laughs> it sounds like we hate Weird Al Yankovic when they listen to our interview. <laughs> Al, please come on our show. We are oh, huge, please, huge please fans. Come please come on our on show. show. Please license your song to Levi's movie. Yeah, all that yes, stuff. Please. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure there's a man who loves taking what you expect and twisting on its head, doing an interview that's only about his biggest faults as a musician. It's something yeah. he would love so much. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Where it was created or what it wants. 
But those who have been entranced by its musings chant its blood-curdling name in unison. Find Horror Movie Night on your favorite podcasting app or at hmnpodcast.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 